الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم إن شاء الله the next several days after Asr the plan is to cover some du'as of the Prophet وسلم, that he would recite on a regular basis so we know that the Prophet had encouraged, has encouraged us in many places to recite certain statements, make certain uh, make certain statements, or recite certain du'as in order to before we begin a particular action. And so we see this throughout the life, throughout the day of the Prophet whether it be before eating, whether it be before sleeping, whether it be before you know going to the restroom, etc. Um, and Every single day, inshallah, we'll pick one of these du'as and uh, try to uh, look deeper into the du'a itself. And um, I, in particular, I've chosen nine du'as that maybe we haven't, uh, maybe maybe they're du'as that we are not consistent in reciting. So the more common ones we've left out, we've picked ones that are from hadith that hopefully we can all inculcate before we uh, start practicing while we're here and then hopefully... When we leave here, we'll have nine new du'as that the Prophet would recite essentially every single day as a part of our routine as well. I don't have, unfortunately, printed copies of the du'as, but someone has good handwriting, they can write it down, and maybe we can make copies, or um, or you could jot it down you know, as we go over it every single uh, evening, inshallah. Uh, the du'a, you can, one of the beauties about this is that we're going to learn how the Prophet would ask from Allah. And that's something that's very unique. We... Uh, often are encouraged to make du'a We try supplicating to Allah Especially during the month of Ramadan But uh, many of us uh, aren't, aren't comfortable with it But ultimately this is our Lord This is our Creator And we should feel very comfortable asking from Allah Whatever we want to ask from Him And so we learn from the Prophet how we do that And you'll notice that many of the du'as The supplications that we're going to cover They aren't actually The Prophet asking Allah for something It's actually It's It's uh, it's, it's not necessarily a request It's almost like a statement he's making And that is considered a dua It's very unique This is how the Prophet was with Allah It would be like a conversation Oh Allah, you are like this And then he'd start something or he'd do something That's very powerful A dua itself We're not going to go into the details of dua Or the wisdoms of dua Maybe we'll do that in one of the night sessions Inshallah um, but the Prophet said about dua, ليس شيء أكرم على الله من الدعاء, that there is nothing that is more honorable with Allah uh, than than dua. That is that's the most honorable thing that we can do. So the supplication or the dua that we're going to cover tonight, it's from the book, the books of Imam Tirmidhi and Abu Dawood. The Prophet would recite when he would leave the home. So the first dua is what we should recite when we leave our houses. I chose this one in particular because we've all left our homes to come to the house of Allah. 
And maybe we recited the du'a, maybe we didn't. If we didn't, then we'll recite it today with the intention uh, that we would have done it had we known it when we were leaving our homes to come to the masjid. So this is the first du'a. And the du'a is as follows. The Prophet said, he used to say, Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Again, Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So it begins with Bismillah. It begins with Bismillah. This is an oft-recited statement. We say it when we begin a surah. We say it when we begin our salah. We say it really with anything. And Bismillah is very powerful. It literally, you can translate it, it's three words. It's bi, which is a harfjar. And then the uh, ism, um, uh, which follows it. So bism is in the name of, and then Allah. In the name of Allah. And there's three meanings for Bismillah. One is, as we just said, in the name of Allah, or with the name of Allah. The second meaning is with the help of Allah. And the third is with the blessing of Allah. These are three ways you can interpret Bismillah. And Bismillah is something that we're encouraged to say anytime we begin anything, including leaving the home. You can see this, it's often repeated by the Prophet ﷺ. When we're beginning a new surah, we begin with Bismillah. When we enter the home, you'll see that we begin with Bismillah. Any action, any new deed that we're performing, anything that we're undertaking, we always start with Bismillah. We start with, in the name of Allah. We start every action with it. Um, and there's uh, many reasons for this. Number one is that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is beautiful. His name is beautiful. It's singular, it's masculine. There's no word like the name of Allah. Nothing can replace the name of Allah. You can say God a thousand times, but it doesn't carry the same meaning or the same weight as Allah. Because God can have many meanings. God could be, it, you can make it plural, it could be God's. You can make it feminine, you become goddess or goddesses. Uh, but the name or the word Allah itself is beautiful and it can never be, it cannot be changed. There is no, uh, you cannot make it plural. You can't adjust it, you can't tweak it. It is the name that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to give himself as the best of his names. It's the best of his names. So that's number one. We're starting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name. It's the most beautiful name. And... The Prophet ﷺ said in another statement that anything, any, anything that's begun, any task that's undertaken without the name of Allah at its beginning is devoid of barakah. Any task that we undertake and we don't begin it with the name of Allah, then it is uh, devoid of barakah. Once the Prophet ﷺ, he saw a child and he advised the child uh, that Samillah. Uh, Take, he was going to eat. He said, Samillah, take the name of Allah. And then he said, eat with your right hand and eat from what's close to you. Uh, so, every action would begin with the name of Allah. Every deed would begin with the name of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is beautiful. And we should bring it into anything that we're doing. Whether it be, and it could be for any of the three meanings. With the name of Allah. I said the first meaning is with the name of Allah. Number two, being with the help of Allah. I mean, anything that we undertake, we require Allah Ta'ala's help. And the third is with the blessing of Allah. Anything that we do, we require Allah Ta'ala's barakah be placed in it. The blessing of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, we ask that it be placed in it. So when it comes to actually leaving the house, this dua begins with Bismillah. In the name of Allah. If we take these three meanings, 
right? Every time we leave the home, if we say Bismillah, we begin with Bismillah, Allah, and we start with saying Bismillah, we are saying with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in the name of Allah ta'ala, I am leaving my home. Now we do this every single day. Every single day, well, with the exception of when we're here in Atikaf, we leave our home every single day. And our hope is that every time we leave our home, whatever we are leaving for, it's for the pleasure of Allah. It's for the pleasure of Allah. So this has two, then you can take two points from this. Number one is that whenever we leave, we pray that whatever we're doing is for the pleasure of Allah. And number two, if our intention isn't correct, then, or, or if the action itself isn't correct, then we're reminding ourselves that I'm leaving my house for the sake of Allah. And if I'm actually leaving for the purposes of sin, for the purposes of evil, for the purposes of some wrongdoing, well, then I'm reminding myself that, well, I shouldn't be leaving my house for this purpose. I'm leaving, I, when I leave the home, I should always be leaving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if what I'm about to undertake is contrary to what Allah ta'ala would be pleased with, then maybe I shouldn't leave the home. So that's one. You can take the second meaning, which is with the help of Allah. With the help of Allah. We know that we need Allah Ta'ala's help in everything that we do. We are completely dependent upon Allah. We are completely dependent upon Allah. With every breath we take, every step that we take, uh, every action, every thought that goes through our mind. I mean, for a thought to go through our mind, a certain number of neurons must fire. And those neurons are only going to fire if Allah Ta'ala gives them permission to fire. You know, I'm speaking right now, and if I, uh, if, and there's a particular area of the brain that's dedicated to language, and if that area decides to shut off for a few seconds, then I'll, I won't be able to speak in front of you right now. That's how dependent we are on Allah. I'm sitting in this posture. The reason I'm able to sit in this posture, uh, the way I'm sitting, is because I have muscles that are contracting in one way, and certain muscles are relaxing. And so that perfect balance allows me to sit in this posture. But if Allah Ta'ala were to make all of my muscles limp in just a second, then I would collapse and be on the ground. And that's possible. That's what happens to people. This is reality. So we are entire, utterly dependent upon Allah uh, Ta'ala uh, for every single thing. We are... We require the help of Allah uh, when it comes to anything. So certainly when we leave the home, we have a series of things that we're going to perform, a series of challenges that maybe we're going to be addressed with. And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help with every single one of these. Many of us leave the home in the morning because we have to go to school. When we're going to school, imagine the challenges that you're going to face. You have the challenge of having to attend classes and try to retain information. Well, then we ask Allah Ta'ala's help for that. We have the challenge, well, before we even get to that, we have the challenge of actually getting to school, right? So then we ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's help with it. What if the car doesn't start? What if, uh, uh, what if there's a, a, a really bad traffic jam? You know, when, when we get to school, there's so many different challenges that we can face, right? What if, uh, what if uh, while I'm walking, I, I, I suddenly collapse? We ask for Allah Ta'ala's help. Until we come back into the home, we are dependent upon Allah Ta'ala. Some of us leave the home for work, and the challenges of work are, you can write a book on it, right? Who knows, what's my boss going to say to me? What's, what are my coworkers going to say to me today? What uh, sorts of, you know, if I work on a computer, is a computer going to crash? Am I going to have a long day? Am I going to be stuck with X, Y, and Z? Yeah, am I going to be challenged with, uh, whatever scenario, I have to pray my Dhuhr Salah you know, at work. It's just going to be a problem for me today. I mean, in every realm, you can, you can look at it from any angle you want to look at it. You can look at it from any, any angle you want to look at it. We are 
uh, entirely dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we are leaving the home. We are, we are absolutely dependent upon Allah. We are in need of Allah Ta'ala's help. You, some of us leave the home because we're coming to the masjid. We're coming for something actually that's, uh, that's noteworthy. So we're, coming to the, we're leaving our home to come to the masjid. But we're requiring Allah Ta'ala's help. Look, if on the way to the masjid, uh, we, uh, suddenly a thought comes into our mind that, you know what, I think I should forget this. I think I'm just, um, I'm not interested in the masjid. I'm going to go, I'm going to watch a movie. I mean, it's a pretty extreme change in, in thought, but it's possible, right? Uh, when you leave the home and you're on the way to the masjid, you know, it's, it's very possible that the, that your salah, that, that you, that your salah will not count because your, because your intention is wrong when you start it. Well, then we require Allah Ta'ala's help. We require His help to encourage us to perform good deeds and to help us correct our intentions when we are striving for, for good deeds. You know, maybe we, uh, uh, we we left the house. We leave the house for performing iratika, for instance. It's ten days away from home. There's a lot of difficulties that a person can endure. You know the the difficulties that our families might face when we're not with them. The difficulties that we may face in not having everything that we need. We need Allah Taala's help in everything that we do. So when we're leaving the house, we're leaving our homes. The the second interpretation of with, is with the helps of Allah is that whatever we do when we leave the home, that Allah Taala make that task easy. And then the third is with the blessing of Allah. The third meaning is with the blessing of Allah. So if we take this meaning and we leave the home asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessing or, or leaving the home with, and, and, and stating in the, with the blessing of Allah ta'ala I'm leaving the home, with the barakah of Allah ta'ala I'm leaving the home, then the hope is that anything I do subsequently when I leave the home, uh, oh Allah put barakah in everything that I do. Put barakah in the in, in the gas that's in my vehicle. Put blessing in it so that I'm able to get more from it. Place barakah in the vehicle itself so that it doesn't break down before I get to where I need to get to. Uh, place barakah in uh, in the time I spend at school, and the time I spend at work, and the time I spend visiting family, and the time I spend going to the store. Place barakah in it. I have an X amount of money in my wallet. Oh Allah, put barakah in it so that I'm able to get get the most maximum value from it. So I'm going to the masjid. Oh Allah, put barakah in this. I would like to. Uh, I would like this uh, to be accepted from you. I would like this. I would like this effort that I'm making in going to the masjid, or going to a halaqa, or going to uh, going to some other place, going to my Quran class. I would like there to be barakah in this, so that I can make progress in my deen. So all of these things require barakah. And so when we're leaving the house, uh, for whatever reason it might be, it could be for whatever reason. We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessing as well. So that's just what we're deriving from just the first part of the dua. We've only covered a third of it. Bismillah. In just those three words, in just those three words, there's this much meaning. And this is only when it applies to when we're leaving the home. And I forgot to mention that when we are leaving the home, that before, when, as we're reciting this dua, before we're reciting it, that we should first step out with our left foot whenever we're leaving the home. When we enter the home, we enter with our right foot. So we should make it a practice that when we leave the home, we step out with our left foot and then we begin to recite this dua. So, Bismillah, in the name of Allah, or with the name of Allah, or with the help of Allah, or with the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, and then the Prophet ﷺ would go on to say, Tawakkaltu ala Allah. Tawakkaltu ala Allah. Now, tawakkaltu ala Allah is a little bit difficult to translate. It can tra- be translated as, um, so in the name of Allah, I um, trust Allah, or I have my trust in Allah. It can also take the meaning of, I am dependent upon Allah. I am dependent upon Allah. And I spoke a little bit about this, but we as a creation in general is dependent upon Allah. Everything 
our coming into this in, into this world was dependent upon Allah. If Allah Taala cho- Allah Taala chose that an X number of people are going to come into this world and they're going to be taken back to Me, an X you know, a finite number. Let's say that number was twenty five billion. I'm making it up. Twenty five billion people. Allah Taala chose that He's going to place on this earth. He's going to test them and then He's going to bring them back to Him and ask them how they spent their life. Now, every single one of those people. They were every single individual was uh, was designed by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, was specifically chosen and placed by Allah Taala to be in this world. I was specifically chosen by Allah Taala to be placed in this world. This was Allah Taala's doing. It was His decision. He decided to place me, and if He chose that, you know, and not it's not going to be Him. It's going to be someone else, and I would never come into existence. So that's our dependence begins with that. That we wouldn't even be in existence if it weren't for Allah Taala. And then every step of our life, we were dependent upon Allah. When we were in our mother's womb, everything had to work properly. Every you know, every uh, blood cell had to reach the, its right target in order for us to develop the way we did. Right, all the nutrition that we needed to receive, you know, all the protection that the mother needed to undergo from trauma. Because if she were to be involved in a car accident, or if she would have fallen and hit the ground, then then we would we would we would cease to exist. So all that had to occur perfectly for a period of nine months. Our development had to be perfect, and then after that, as a child, uh, the the uh, ability to be nourished and sustained. And even as adults, and this is going to continue until we pass away, and even in the hereafter, it's the same situation, the same scenario. We are always dependent upon Allah Taala. We, as a creation, are dependent upon Allah Taala. So when we are making the statement "Tawakkaltu ala Allah," it's a very weighty statement. It's a very weighty statement that I trust in Allah. Not only I trust, I put my full trust in Allah, or I put my full dependence in upon Allah Taala, and it negates the trust that we would place in anything else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we are making this statement, it isn't that we're trusting that no difficulty is going to come our way when we leave the home. It isn't that we are making this statement with the expectation that I'm not going to run into a challenge, that I'm not going to get into a car accident, that I'm not going to uh, uh, lose my wallet, that I'm not going to lose my job when I leave my home. There's no guarantee when we make this statement. But what we are stating is that we are dependent upon Allah Ta'ala. We are trusting in Allah Ta'ala that whatever happens when I leave my home is from Allah Ta'ala. That's really what we're saying. Whatever happens from to me from this point onward, it's because of Allah and it's from Allah Ta'ala. And when we recognize that something is from Allah Ta'ala, we are then placing our trust in Him that whatever He presents to us, whatever difficulty He presents to us when we leave the home, whatever challenge we face, whatever we are afflicted with, this is because Allah Ta'ala wants to test us and it's for the for our own betterment. That's what tawakkul is. That's what tawakkul is. That whatever Allah Ta'ala wants to place before me, it's going to be for my betterment. Now hopefully it'll be something that I can handle easily, but maybe in certain circumstances it's not. Does that mean that Allah Ta'ala didn't listen to this dua? Does that mean that Allah Ta'ala has forgotten about me or He doesn't care for me? Or even worse, does it mean that Allah Ta'ala is trying to make my life difficult for me? Of course not. Of course not. Allah Ta'ala simply, when we're making this statement, we're saying we're putting our full trust in you, Ya Allah. Whatever you decide will happen to me while I leave my home, until I come back, whatever you decide, I recognize and I trust that it is from you. And I recognize 100%, I recognize full well that whatever it is, you're doing it for my own betterment. 
And then it makes any difficulty or any challenge that we then face when we leave the home more palatable. We, can, we begin to appreciate difficulties because this is what Allah Ta'ala has ordained for us and written for us. So that's what tawakkaltu ala Allah means, or, or, or that's how we can think of it as meaning when we are leaving the home. That I'm now leaving, I'm leaving in your name, and I'm leaving in your trust. You do with me whatever you feel is best for me. You do with me whatever you feel is best. I trust that you will do what's best for me. That's it. You're my Rabb. You're my Lord. In the last segment, وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ you can translate this as there is no power and there is no strength except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this statement in and of itself is very powerful. It comes in hadith uh, in Bukhari and Muslim that Abu Musa al Ash'ari narrates it. He said that the Prophet said to him, or he said, Shall I teach you an expression that is from the tre- that is a treasure from the treasures of paradise? And he said, said, "It is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah." It's a treasure from the treasure of paradise. The Prophet said, said another hadith narrated in the book of Imam Tirmidhi. He said to the community, "Repeat often, repeat often the words la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, for these are from the tre- these are the, from the tre- these are of the treasures of paradise." The treasures of Jannah. These are very weighty words. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. What you are doing is you're affirming that any strength, any power in this world is from Allah. We may think that we have power. We may think that the, our neighbors have power or that our co-workers have power or that our peers have power or that a politician has power or an athlete has power. But while those thoughts might go through our mind, we are affirming with this statement that the reality is that the ultimate power, the ultimate strength is Allah Ta'ala and Allah's alone. He is 100% in charge. Now, if we think about it, Allah Ta'ala's power extends from the most minute, at least what we would think of minute of things, or the, the smallest of things, into the grandest of things. Allah Ta'ala, because of Allah Ta'ala, every, uh, there are galaxies in the universe. Every single galaxy is in, is, is in existence because of Allah Ta'ala's specifically placing it where it needs to be. The universe is expanding because Allah Ta'ala chooses for it to expand. And it would not expand without Allah Ta'ala's permission. Every uh, star in the universe, every star in the sky is in existence because of Allah. And every planet is revolving around its respective star because Allah Ta'ala is giving it permission to move around its star. I mean, who has the power to take a planet, to take a that large of a celestial body and have it rotate around something? How would that occur? Only Allah Ta'ala has the power to do that. Not None of us have the power to do that. Not all of us collectively would have the power to do something like that. Yet Allah Ta'ala is able to do that. You know, Every leaf that falls from a tree, every single leaf falls from a tree only because it has given been given the permission of Allah Ta'ala to fall from that tree. And it undergoes this complex process of photosynthesis. Every uh, part of every leaf requires Allah Ta'ala's permission before it, for it to occur. We were to, if we were in our hands, try to design one tree, we wouldn't be able to do so. Everything, every molecule in the planet, every molecule, every atom, every subatomic unit in the planet is only functioning because it's asking Allah Ta'ala for permission before it moves forward. Everything is dependent upon Allah, and all strength is from Allah. The strength for our heart to beat comes from Allah. Our heart, in the last 20 minutes that we've been speaking, 25 minutes, 
you know, it's it's uh, we, it's probably it's several hundred, if not several thousand times, it's already taken a beat. It wasn't in our own strength or in our own power. If it was up to us, we'd have to actually physically compress our chest every second in order to keep our heart from, in, either, in, in order to pump blood to the rest of our body. That was that would be our strength and our quwa. We couldn't just say click and then our heart would then start beating and pump. We'd have to physically press our chest in order for that heart to pump and, and flow blood. It has been happening for the last 25 minutes because Allah Ta'ala has that much power. And Allah Ta'ala has that much strength. Now some, uh, some take, can take the, you can also take the interpretation as hawl and quwwah, la hawla wa la quwwah, is the energy to refrain from sin and the energy to perform good deeds. This is also another meaning of hawl and quwwah, la hawla wa la quwwah, illa billah. That if it wasn't for Allah Ta'ala, we wouldn't be able to refrain from sin. Like we would, we require Allah Taala's help when we're trying to refrain from sin, and we require Allah Taala's help when it comes to trying to do good as well. We've all made this uh, niyyah, this intention, of coming to the masjid and spending some time in the house of Allah. Now we might think in our mind that this came from our own effort or maybe something that we heard, but the reality is that the thought to perform such a such a deed, it was only placed in our mind and only placed in our heart because of Allah Taala's power. So every action that we perform, we're fasting right now. Without Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq, we wouldn't be fasting right now. We are sitting, listening to a, a gathering in His remembrance. Without Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq, this wouldn't be possible. We think we can do it, but we can't. We're helpless without Allah Ta'ala. We are absolutely helpless without Allah. So this applies, some scholars say, that it applies to, Hawl al-Quwa replies to, the, the strength to perform, uh, to refrain from sin, and the strength to perform a deed. This is also from Allah Taala. So whenever we're leaving the home, like I said, we have we're either we're we're basically struggling between two things. When we leave the home, we're either leaving to perf- perform a good deed, or when we are outside, we're trying to refrain from sin. And many times, as human beings, we're we're between the two, or we're trying to perform one of those two things. We're either refraining from sin or performing righteous deeds. So when we're leaving the home, we need Allah Ta'ala's help to do this as well. Without Allah Ta'ala's help, we would not get to the masjid. Without Allah Ta'ala's help, we would not, you know, get to gatherings of remembrance. Without Allah Ta'ala's help, we would be, uh, we would be lost in sin. So this is another meaning as well. So this is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ. Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. The Prophet ﷺ encouraged reciting this whenever we leave the home. If we haven't recited it when we left the home to come to the masjid, then we will recite it now with the intention that Allah Ta'ala accept it from us anyway. And that He uh, allow this gathering or and allow our efforts that we're making since we've left our home to be in His name, to be in His remembrance, and to be with His barakah. And with His help. With His help. We are here only with His help. Um, we, we ask that, and, and we ask that Allah Ta'ala protect us from difficulties during this time as well. And then tawakkaltu ala Allah. We are here fully entrusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've left the house with our full trust in Allah ta'ala. We've left our families with our full trust in Allah. We've left our homes, we've left our cars, we've left our belongings, we've left our, our regular clothes, we've left our, 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 our bathrooms, everything, all our comforts that we've had, we left it because we have our full trust in Allah ta'ala. وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ And we recognize that there is no might, there is no strength except for Allah Ta'ala. 
every single thing that we interact with when we leave our home, that we touch, that we smell, that we feel, that we go to, that we interact with, that we go toward, that we are taken away from, all of this is by Allah Ta'ala's power and will. So we should try to practice this dua. We should try to learn it maybe in the next hour or two. Try to memorize it. Inshallah, practice it for whenever we leave the home. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us the tawfiq to learn, um, to learn these words of the Prophet We ask him for the tawfiq and the strength and the energy and the courage to be able to uh, live a life of righteousness and refrain uh, from a life of evil. And we ask that Allah uh, ta'ala... Um, allow us to uh, our eyes and our hearts to be opened up to the insight to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin